welcome to the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. My name's Birch. My name's Sean. I'm glad we got that out of the way. I'm glad we got the, the pleasantries out of the way. Well, it wasn't very pleasant, but yeah, I'm glad we... I mean, we needed to do it just to really let people know what they're listening to and who we are. Yeah, the feigned attempt at pleasantries. Yeah. Well, this is the Mailbox Rogues Gallery, where we take a figure in history or fiction and throw them into our metaphorical mailbox of rogues. Yeah, the bastards. Bastards. Every last one of Everybody them. we've covered <laughs> up until now. Uh, but who are we throwing in today? Can you get uh, sued for defamation for a podcast? Has it ever been done before? I wonder if there's legal precedent. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to be uh, first at something. Okay, yeah. So, so you know, yeah, we might we might strike it lucky. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think this person's likely to sue us anyway. It's Henry the Sixth. Henry the Sixth. He's old. He's he's very yeah. He's knocking on a bit now. Well, he died in fourteen seventy one. So yeah, I don't think he's probably he's probably not very litigious these days. No, yeah, I, I don't even know if he has a computer. Or the internet. That's a good point, yeah. So you probably won't be able to listen to this. I mean, computers and the internet have only really been around the last 200, 300 years. Um, this guy was living, what, 600 years ago? Yeah, exactly. Well before his time. Exactly, yeah. Well before his time. Wasn't it... Who, who invented the computer then? It was like, Copernicus or... Uh... Uh, Copernicus, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Copernicus, he... yeah. So named because... Well, that's what he would wear, and that's, that's how the uh, first computer was made. Some of the copper wiring from uh, his knickers. Charged with his uh, bodily energies. Yeah, well, he just had a, a loose thread on, on his knickers. And he's just, oh, Christ's sake. And he just started pulling at it. And there was an electric shock, like a lightning bolt went from the sky and hit his thread, went all the way up his trouser leg and just, like, shocked him. And when he looked down at his crotch... His he... testicles and his penis were playing Pong. Yeah, exactly. He's... <laughs> And he had a he had a nasty rash, and it looked like it said Google on it. Oh God, that's that's and not very nasty. No, well, nasty beginnings, but we have him to thank for uh, for the internet as a whole. Yeah, one oh as a whole, what happened to his hole? Well, his hole, basically, what happened? Uh... Oh no, let's not go into it. All right, it was just a joke. Okay, oh, well, all right, fine. <laughs> well, maybe, you... maybe another time. His, yeah. History hour. Yeah, with, a di- with the mailbox. a different story for a different episode, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we're doing uh, Henry the Sixth, who was, if I I don't know a lot about him, I'm I'm guessing he was between Henry the Fifth and Henry the Seventh. Sounds about right, doesn't it? What about Henry the Eighth? Presumably he came after too. I think he was a bit after. Yeah. Yeah. He was a bit after those guys. Well, I mean, I am a a bit surprised to hear you. I I thought his name was King Henry Vi. Henry Vi. No. No. That's that V I is is pronounced the Sixth. It's what, pronounce the sit. What? It's it's um, it's a Latin thing. What like Ricky Martin? Yes, it's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. But uh, just to clarify, King Henry the Sixth. That's right. Yeah. Well done. He, You're learning. Yeah. He he was a he was a king. Yeah, he was the king. Yeah. For a for a period. And where was he the king of? Look, I'm I'm quizzing you now. He was the king of England and. Oh. Also France. Yes, well oh, done. done my research, yes. And, and I think this gets to the nub of why we chose Henry VI, is um, he became king of England uh, aged nine months old. Little baby boy. Little baby king of England. And then uh, a few weeks later, king of France too. He had a, he had a busy kind of like um, first year of his life. Well, like, you talk about like an, uh, a, a wunderkind, you know, like a... 
just a, an achiever from a young age. I mean, mm. to be the king of two countries before you're a year old. Mm. All off his own back as well. No one, no one gave him any help. No, no, no. Of course. I mean, it was yeah, it was pure. Well, not not just talent, uh, perseverance as well. Mm. You know, he he really sweat for those uh, titles, those positions that he got. That's right. Yeah. Well, whether the people his age were kind of crying and shitting themselves, he was uh, ruling two great nations. Well, he went. You know what? No, I'm not going to cry and shit myself. Mm. I, I, I'm going to get up off me knees. I'm going to make something of myself. Pulled himself up by his little kingly bootstraps. Yeah. And uh, led two great warring nations. Yes, that's true, yeah. Fighting each other. Two nations that are fighting each other. Yeah, he didn't give himself the best job, did he? No, you think he'd do two nations that were friends. Yeah. Maybe, well, he just wanted to keep things interesting, I think. Yeah. Well, again, it's the thing with overachievers. It's sometimes quite hard to keep them entertained, to keep them um, engaged. His coronation was like a really swanky affair. By his own request, the the, the tweenies were there. Bob the Builder, mm. Fireman Sam as well. He'd uh, he'd attended, and the Teletubbies. I mean, that is a hell of a shindig, yeah. To get all of those great great names in mm. children's entertainment, BBC children's entertainment in one room. Yeah. Is frankly amazing. It's astounding. Bob the Builder, back in medieval times, probably is not the Bob the Builder we are picturing. We kind of picture hard hat. Um, he's got a cement mixer hmm. and lots of friends that are diggers. Whereas yeah. obviously. Soup, muck, and dizzy. Rolly, too. Oh, yeah. Sorry, of course. I forget that you. <laughs> I forget that you're a big fan. I love him. <laughs> Love the man. Love him. I love his work. I love his work. I mean, but back in those days, uh, most houses were probably just built out of uh, twigs and shit. Yeah, those were the materials he had to work with. So it's just muck, really. Yeah, and... uh... Shit, muck, and twiggy. (laughs) Yep, shit, muck, and twiggy. That's that's who he had to work with. Teletubbies were quite different back then as well, weren't they? Because, you know, obviously the telly and Teletubby comes from the television on the front of their stomachs, but uh, television... I mean, I know we talked about the internet and computers already. I don't think television was around until, what, 1500s, 1600s? Shakespeare's time, maybe. I mean, it's it's very sad. The The original Teletubbies back then, they, they were seen as basically witches. So whenever they would kind of run around and show things that were happening in their stomachs... Oh, so you're saying the tellies were still there, it's just no one understood what they were. No one could fully grasp how, how oh this was God, happening. Oh, my God, yeah. So they were just looking at these these strange images being like broadcast in their stomachs, and very sadly, um, they kind of like chased them up the up these hills, and eventually, it's very sad to say, but they were burnt at the stake, all, all four of them. Oh, they became tubby toast. Um, I mean, because we think of uh, television inside a, a person's stomach as quite a whimsical idea. Oh, it's quaint, lovely. Yeah, yeah. In no way kind of horrific or terrifying like they would have thought it back in uh, the 1400s. No, they thought they saw the devil and uh, that's when they they burnt them alive. And they were just on these pyres just screaming, uh-oh, like that. And some of the old paintings from that period are particularly graphic. Oh, yeah. Of these kind of Teletubbies burning to death. I think um, some of Hieronymus Bosch's work actually covers that kind of era of Teletubby witch hunting. Yeah. I mean, Fireman Sam, he was there as well. He didn't have quite the same kind of... uh, 
he didn't have quite the same reception as the Teletubbies. People had firemen back then. Yeah, I mean, people respected him because he was there upon the king's wishes, but I don't think they really knew what he was doing there other than that. And well, again, th- and again, like, Fireman Sam's main uh, source of work is cats up trees and cats and trees existed back then as well that's true but some of the uh some of the writing from that period about that coronation uh seemed to indicate that uh he he had a pretty good time well maybe too much of a good time oh yeah got bit, enjoyed it a bit much got a bit sloshed set fire to a few things literally became like a fireman sam well that's a tragic irony isn't it yeah well he, he he was setting it on fire scholars believe just to kind of show that he could put the fire out prove again. his prove his self-worth yeah but all all he really did that's how i actually assert my self-worth as well as i set fire to a lot of things yeah. i mean I, I get it yeah I, do you um i don't put them out no you no, don't because i'm not a fireman yeah that would be wrong of you to do that wouldn't it if... well i don't want to deprive real firemen of uh of honest work exactly no that's right you in, in, if anything you're keeping them employed by well, setting only those got, fires we've only got one thing to do but yeah i mean otherwise they're just sitting around twiddling their thumbs bored out of their minds got to keep them active and the tweenies they were just there really well as they always were wait which was the one that had the uh the welsh mole that ra- that told them stories was that the tweenies that was roly mole roly mole yeah he, he was, was um he was in oh, fucking what was it called it must have been the tweenies. No, it wasn't. There was like some green fluffy cunt in it. Um, the fuck were they called? Rolly Mole. That's going to annoy me now. I love how we know who Rolly Mole is. Like I can picture him. He's a pur- <laughs> yeah. purple and green badger. That no, wait, mole. <laughs> <laughs> Rolly Mole, the fucking badger. <laughs> he's a, he's a badger. No, no, he's a mole, and he rolls in. He rolls in and tells he, them a story. He rolls deep. He rolls deep. He's rolling in the deep. I need to look this up. Yeah, because that's fine. Uh, I, I, I think it's the tweenies. I think you're going to embarrass yourself. I don't think And we've it got is. it here on tape. Uh, feebles or something like that? What the flip is a feeble? I don't know. Let's have a look. Or was the show Roly Mole? Oh, wait. Oh, he had his own show. And he's called Roly Moe. Roly Moe? He's called Roly Moe, not Roly Mole. I was bloody close. The Fimbles. Oh, they're horrifying, the Fimbles. Got got them up on Google Images. Terrifying. Yeah, bizarre. Oh, but um, but Rolly Mills yeah, got such a he, sweet face. That's why we remember him. You see, he yeah. was the real star of well, that also show. Also, as well, he used to remind me so much of our headmaster at school. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> Wait, was Mo- Rolly Mo Welsh? Or do I, have I superimposed that? I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Right. Welsh. Okay. Our principal famously was uh, purple and green as well. <laughs> Well, he didn't like to talk about his personal life very much. No, people like, uh, where, where are you from, sir? Oh, you wouldn't want to know. Is it not important? And then he just rolls out of the room. <laughs> yeah, he digs a he digs a little hole and then leaves. <laughs> but, you know, he was a nice enough guy. No one questioned it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about how we, uh, he became the king of two nations from the sweat off his own back. Hmm. One thing he did inherit, though... Uh, was the Hundred Years' War. Yeah. I mean, of all the things to inherit, quite a setback in life, that, actually. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where you kind of, like, you go in for a job, it looks great, you're thinking, oh, this is perfect, it's mm. like, great wage, got my holidays, got my weekends, perfect. Well, a holiday in France, <clears throat> south of France, if it, you want. Exactly, yeah, you could go anywhere in France, the weather in the south, nice climate. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower that, in the I north. I bet that, when that was brand spanking new... 
in the 1400s, lovely and shiny and new. I better look great. Oh Not, yeah, because it now it's a bit faded. Yeah, it's it was silver back in the day, lovely shiny color. Yeah, now it's a bit bit dulled. Mm. Well, yeah, like you say, in in the analogy of going into a job, it's like you go into a job and find out that the person you just left has basically done the equivalent of taking a shit on the desk that you're about to sit down at. You know. And to add insult to injury, it was his own dad. Yeah. Very disappointing. So that was the thing he inherited, the Hundred Years' War. And that's a, of all the wars, that's a long one. That's a very long one. And how, it, how long did that one last? Uh, well, actually, it was 116 years. Oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you, you queued yourself up for a joke there. I, but, uh, I just batted it away. <laughs> it's 116 years. So anyway, pretty interesting childhood hmm. between the, the nation ruling and the Hundred Years' War. And then he's sort of like... Uh, well, maybe maybe before we move on to his later years, we should talk about some of the things he decreed as a as a young as a minor leading two nations. Let's do it. What did he decree? Well, he put a stop to the Teletubby burnings right away, which I think is very admirable. Yeah, well, I mean that him being a big fan of them when he saw them kind of their rotting flesh on those pyres still after days of kind of being burnt. Crows I'm, still picking away at bits of their charred that, remains. That really is enough to traumatise a child. So I, I, I think from that point he was just like, no more of this witch hunt. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're a clean folk, aren't they? They've got that hoover. <laughs> yeah. They're always, they're always vacking up after themselves, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Because they, they spill a lot of food between the tubby toast and the tubby tusted, but they always clean it up. Or at least the, the Hoover cleans it up for himself. Yeah, well, they've not got fingers, have they? They've just kind of got one... They've got a thumb and they've just got like a massive splodge. Uh, I never thought about that before. Yeah, they don't have fingers. <laughs> Somehow I find that weirder than the fact they've got tellies in their tubbies. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> tellies in their tubbies. <laughs> I meant to say, why aren't they called the telly tummies? Because they've got tellies in their tummies. Yeah, but they're a bit fat, so tubby. Oh, they're tubby. <laughs> tellies in their tubby tummies. I find the hand thing weirder than that. I, I find it weird that they don't have any knobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we've kind of touched upon, Henry VI, he did have a relationship with the country of France in a number of ways. Uh, for one thing, his mother was uh, was French. Also, ended up marrying uh, a French woman. Ooh la la. Oui, oui. Yep, married... Margaret of Anjou. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And they kind of thought that this would... We don't have any listeners in France. It doesn't matter. Sacre bleu. No listeners in France. <laughs> and exactly that sort of shit <laughs> is stopping it happening. So he, he married uh, Margaret because he, although he inherited this war from his father, who by all accounts was very bloodthirsty. Bit of a shit. Yeah, he was a bit of a shit. Uh, Henry the si- Henry number sixth. Uh, he was a bit different. He was You're getting uh, there with that that pronunciation. You're getting there. Henry VI. Mm, yeah, close. <laughs> well, he was uh, a bit more uh, reserved, maybe pious, less war hungry. Bit timid. Yeah, a bit timid. Bit bit meek. Mm. Bit of a dweeb, a dork, <laughs> a loser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. um, so I guess it was kind of a way. Maybe to strengthen a kind of bond between them and France during the war. I mean, she must have been quite disappointed being married to this this dork. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was a bit of a bit of a loser, and not only that, but he was like the head of a country that for for years now 
had been at war with her country. Mm. So he would have to be pretty damn impressive. Yeah, charismatic. to get on the right side of her. Yeah, I mean, what if that's what's happening? Like, there's a war. He's a bit of a dweeb, a dork. What? What is? I he... mean, he was in his twenties and he was still avidly listening to Linkin Park. Yeah, I mean, that's a decree he made back back in his teens. So I don't, I don't know why he was still carrying that. Well, one. that's it. I mean, some people don't ever kind of grow out of that teenage uh, emo phase, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, carried that with him. He was still walking around in like black skinny jeans, black hoodie. He had like the 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 bracelets on, mm. the guy liner on his yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just he just kept on saying, "I want to be left alone. You don't understand me." Yes. It's like what, what what was she getting out of that relationship? Yeah, I know. It's all very well when you're a teenager, but yeah, a lot of people do grow out of that kind of phase. No boundaries, no parental boundaries. Well, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this this poor Margaret. Um, Stuck with this dork. I don't know. I just get the feeling she was just a bit cooler than he was. French are very cool anyway, aren't they? They're like, they've got that kind of confidence and arrogance. Yeah, kind of like a nonchalant, which is a French word anyway. For, oh, yeah. So oh. Um, She was probably into jazz, you know, and poetry. Yeah, well... Those... And he's there, you can just hear from his bedroom, it's like, I become so <laughs> numb. And she's just like there, like, she's trying to listen to Coltrane and... Oh, fuck, fuck this. And he's just like sweeping his fringe over, just like, oh, you, Margaret, you just don't understand me. No one understands me. Like, storms off, puts on some more Linkin Park, looks in the mirror, just kind of like nodding back and forth, yeah. rocking out. Oh, that, I, disaffected. That's the word for that, <laughs> yeah. that man. I mean, it wasn't, as well as his poor wife, he did also sort of make our nation quite unhappy as well. History talks of how uh, his ineffective rule kind of laid the groundwork for the English Civil War. Mm. He kind of, he wasn't a very popular ruler. And also, you know, the War of the Roses kicked off as well while he was about. And he ended up being uh, imprisoned in the Tower of London for five years. Yeah. So uh... he wasn't very popular with many people. No, but I mean, you could say he did end the, the Hundred Year War. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. So, you know, That's it's, it's you just a it. shame that a few others kind of ensued yeah. through other things that he did. Quite turbulent times, actually, Yeah, you think about it. They, yeah, I don't think the British people knew what they wanted. Like, one war ended. It's like, oh, it was good that. We want another one. Yeah, I'll go on. <laughs> oh, here's a civil war. Here's a war of the roses. Uh, Who do you want? So he's in the Tower of London for five years imprisoned. And then he was released for six months. And he was made king again for those six months. Hmm. And then guess what? They put him back again. And he died there. Probably headbanging a bit too hard. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he was, well, he was asking for his, like, I want my Walkman. I want my CD, my Linkin Park CDs. Yeah. Ye oldie CDs. Ye ye oldie (laughs) Walkman. (laughs) Ye oldie Meteora. (laughs) And and they were like, all right, fine, yeah. And he kind of like had it on with the big old-fashioned headphones. Yeah. You know, that were made hundreds of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was just... The sort of ones you see Kevin Bacon in, uh, what is it, Flashdance? Is that the one he's in? Footloose is him. Footdance or Flash... Flashfoot. Flashfoot, yeah. That was a classic. So he's in the Tower of London listening to Linkin Park, just kind of really headbanging. Really going for it. Because he's, he's upset. Rightfully so. I mean, he, he was out of prison for just only six months. And he had that moment where he was just kind of like really headbanging and he accidentally bangs into the wall with his head. Mm. And he has that moment, like in the Shawshank Redemption, where Andy Dufresne throws the chess piece at the wall and a little bit comes off. Yeah. He went, oh, and he, oh, oh, I've got an idea yeah. here. So for the period that he was in the uh, the Tower of London for, like when the guards weren't looking, he had like this um, 
poster like from this kind of like pull out from Nuts magazine that he used to. Well, uh, no, we would have had what Andy Dufresne had, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, he would have had uh, Raquel Walsh in One Million Years BC, just like Andy Dufresne. I mean, bearing in mind that film was made in One Billion Years BC. Oh, yeah. Was that, so, what, it was a classic even back then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he had that poster on the wall. And when the guards weren't looking, he'd lift the poster up, stop banging his Just head. banging his head into the wall. He'd yeah. always have the music on, though, because that was kind of like a driving force that really helped him get some kind of weight into and that some wall. momentum. How does the emo fringe... Um, is, that a, is that a help or a hindrance when you're trying to headbang through a wall? It's a bit of cushioning, but only on one side of your head. Yeah, like one half of his head was kind of like really beat up and it just looked like a massive kind of like a tumour on the side of his face almost. Just Whereas the, the other half, because the swelling, of the, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's just the swelling. But the the fringe side looked absolutely fine. Yeah, a lot of bounce, a lot of bounce to his hair. People don't really um, credit the the emo fringe for its protective ability, do they? Saved a lot of lives in the mid two thousands. Oh, absolutely! I mean, moped crashes, things like that. <laughs> if you you just had to make sure to land on the right side of your head. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was banging away his head. Eventually, made a hole in the wall, went through. Bloody idiot just realised he's in the top of the Tower of London. Yeah, yeah. Didn't think that far ahead, so he just kind of... Just went right through. Plummeted to his uh, to his demise. Just like, like in that Evanescence music video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think he, maybe he kind of saw the, the uh, comparisons there yeah. and thought, you know what, as a way to die... This is this isn't too bad. I think as he fell towards the earth, towards the ground, he kind of wistfully f- f- drew up the parallels and went, oh, "Okay, yeah, worst ways to go." Well, the guards, one of the guards, saw it and he started shaking the other guards who were like sound asleep, and and just like said to the other guards, "Wake him up, wake him up inside." And then they went inside, right inside yeah. and then he's falling, going, "Save me!" <laughs> as he's falling, and you know it was a, a whole sordid affair. Yeah. Well, he died doing what he loved. So, I mean, for most people, death is the end. Not for Henry VI, though. No. Um, you know, he had a, a posthumous cult form around him. I saw this. Yeah, this is quite interesting. Yeah, so after his death, many miracles were attributed to him. So he's sort of basically an informal saint after he died. One thing which I particularly liked is they kept his hat in a crypt and uh, they bring people down and they put the hat on their head and it was meant to magically cure migraines. A magic migraine curing hat. I could do one of those. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe you should pray to Henry VI. Make sure you get his name right though. Oh yeah, that's that's a point. Yeah, if I if I get the name wrong, I might have to live with a migraine for the rest of my life. Yeah, I mean he also cursed people as well. What? Um there was one uh bloke who was who was like bad mouthing him, cursing his name. Sent the guy blind. Whew. Yeah, and then the guy had to go on a pilgrimage to uh, some place that was important to Henry VI, and then he was cured of his blindness. Well, I mean, he, he gave him his gave him his sight back, I guess, but bit of a bit of a nasty thing to do this. Yeah, well, maybe a sort of hangover of the disaffected youth thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe he wanted people to to feel how he feels. Yeah, he's like, oh, finally take me seriously. Mm. It's funny how he had seemed to have more power in death than he did in life, though. I mean, it leads me to what I think is is the big question. What would you do from beyond the grave? So what, I'm I'm not walking around, I'm just some kind of entity floating you're, in the you're, ether. You're, exactly, yeah. You've still got a, a will and a, and a spirit. But I can't actually use... I mean, you can send someone blind, for example, <clears throat> and, cl- and cure migraines. Well, I wouldn't want to do that 
both to someone because that would just be a real pisser, wouldn't it? What? They go, oh, I'll do anything to cure this headache. And you're like, all right, here we go. Headache gone. Blind. Or give someone and a migraine like... and make them blind, oh, I was thinking. Well. That would be a real... <laughs> he loses his sight. Just like, oh, God, it can't get any worse. Ow, oh, my head. Uh, I mean, you say you're not going to do it, but there's a, quite a smile on your face there. You, you seem to find this quite funny. Well, I guess quite it depe- by that. depends Depends who it was, maybe, I guess. All right, who are you going to haunt then? Who are you going to do that to? Who, who really deserves blindness and a pounding headache? Um, you know what? Someone who really deserves to be put in their place. Jamie Oliver. Oh, I like Jamie Oliver. You bastard. He's a bit cocky, though. Oh, yeah, yeah just, just the way he kind of like goes on TV, shows you how to make a meal. Bastard. And it always tastes nice. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, why can't we see him make a, a bad meal every once in a while? Well, if he was blind and he had a headache, he might make a bad meal. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. He's in the kitchen there. Uh. He's just kind of like, okay, we're going to be making a roast dinner. Um, and uh, where's the... Uh, the fucking roast beef. <laughs> I'll, I'll just grab this, whatever it is, put it in, feeds it to his family. Like realizes he's, he's put the cat in the oven oh, again, undercooked. Oh, blimey! Just like really insult to injuries. Just, yeah. Oh, Christ's sake! And then he starts holding his head in pain. It's like, ah, oh, fuck! Knocks all the cutlery off the table, <laughs> writhing in pain and <laughs> crying through through his blind eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm enjoying this image so much. I do so really like Jamie. Put Lyle. him in his place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not saying he deserves it, but oh, I, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a cruel person. Wait, so hang on. You think it's you think it's less cruel if he doesn't deserve it? I think for me to say somebody deserves it, what, I mean, what does that say about me? <laughs> what does any of this say about I'm not, you? I'm not judgmental. So I will, but you're I'll... passing down a judgment on people. Well, no, because if he's not a bad guy and I'm doing that to him, I, it's like I'm basically saying this could happen to anyone. <laughs> I, I don't judge people. This is someone who seems like quite a friendly, affable sort of bloke. Could look... be an Essex TV chef. Could be a binman. Exactly. No one is safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are you got a, a, some grudge with your local binman? <laughs> yeah, oh. This twat, I tell you what, he, um, I've, I've been at war with this guy for, for years. I'll put the bins out, right, on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So that Wednesday morning, it's there ready, they can collect it. Every Wednesday morning, without fail, right, he lifts my bin up, puts it all on my front, front garden, then he puts the bin upside down on top of my car, and he just drives off. That, I mean, that is pretty bad service, I would say. Every Wednesday for the past five years. I would have thought you'd st- stop leaving your bins out. I still hold out hope that one day he'll change for the better. I'm not saying you should have to change. I don't want to, like, victim blame you in any way. You, no. You, don't ha- you shouldn't have to change your behaviour. No. He sh- he's the one. He's the aggressor in this scenario. Well, the, Although, yeah. actually, I do have to ask, was it always this way, or, or, or did you maybe do something that triggered this with this behaviour in him? Well, I, I don't think so. I mean, the the only thing I can really think that... No, it wouldn't be that. No. no. Well, go on. Well, there was one... It was it was pretty much the first week I'd, I'd moved there, actually. Oh, okay, enough. yeah. I was new there. I didn't know the bin route. Wednesday morning came. I saw the bin binman out there. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know that they were collecting on, on Wednesday morning. So there I was grabbing all the rubbish from my floor. 
Like, I always put it on the floor before I put it in the bin on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. That so seems I was like a good idea. Running... Is that sorting... You're sorting the recycling or just... No, I've only got the one bin. Okay, yeah. No, I just got all this kind of like banana peels... Um, tea bags. Tea bags, used toilet paper, all that kind of stuff just like strewn around my house. And what I do is I just kind of like scrabble around... It's like supermarket sweep me running up and down the house, grabbing all this shit, putting it in the bin. And I think, oh, that was good time. I run outside of my house with with the bin in my hands. The bin lorry is just rushing down the road. Yeah. I've got this bin full of my crap held above my head. I'm going, I've got a full bin. I've got a full bin. It's a slow down stop. It's, it keeps going. I think I see the back of the bin open, right? I'm quite a good shot. Yeah, famously. So I've got the bin in my left arm. I've got my right arm stretched out like I'm doing shot put. Okay. I've got it ready. I've got it aimed. Move it forward. The bin's going. I must have caught it at an odd angle or something because the bin just keeps on going, right? And it lands in the windscreen, the front windscreen of, of the bin lorry. What well, goes through the windscreen? Yeah, it goes through the windscreen. There was a bit of a funny wind or something, and it just kind of like swerved back, went through the windscreen, killed the binman who was driving. Oh, he, he, start- he was he was just a guess here. This wouldn't happen to be his last day before retirement. It was. He only had one day left till retirement. Yeah, I didn't know that. I wasn't trying to kill the guy. I was trying to give them my rubbish. And that's it- that's what they want at the end of the day. And so he swerves off the road, starts doing like uh, somersaults in, in the bin lorry. Lorry sets on fire. Outcrawls your current binman. Outcrawl, yeah. Who was on the first day of the job with his dad, who you've just killed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It was it, it was his, his his dad. I mean, it was a family tradition, and they they saved up for the bin lorry. They, they Sorry, were, this is a private firm. It's a private firm. A pri- they're like an independent binman company, right? And <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting choice of business to go into, considering that's something that we pay for our taxes and get for free, essentially for free anyway. Yeah, but I mean, they're off. They, they say they're offering a specialised service by kind of you're helping your independent. Yours is a very specialised service that you get. Yeah, you're helping your independent binmen is what they're saying. Okay, you yeah. pay so much and they take your bins away. I don't know how it's any different to a normal binman personally, but this is what they say. <laughs> And so, um, he's crawling out, basically crying because his father has just been impaled by a bin. <laughs> and, and presumably some of your um, detritus has kind of... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a used banana peel just like on his face. <laughs> all this kind of stuff, like all the used toilet paper wrapped around him so he looked like the mummy. And um, very dirty mummy, though. Yeah, very <laughs> dirty mummy. <laughs> but yeah, and so he crawls out. He's crying, and I'm, I'm like, "Why didn't you bloody stop, you idiot?" And oh, so at this point, you're not offering to help. Well, I didn't know this. I literally, this was my first week in the house. Okay, no, no, I hang only on. just moved here. No, I'm talking about the fact that you've just thrown. <laughs> I 
what I'm talking about is the fact that you've just thrown a bin through the windscreen of a lorry. It's killed a man. The lorry has somersaulted in the middle of the road and caught fire. And and so you address that by just asking him why he didn't stop and take your bin. This was my first week in the house. I didn't know how they did things here, okay? You thought this was maybe the sort of artisanal, independent spirit of the of the brand. Well, yeah, I mean... This is, what, this is what you're paying for when you go independent. That's what you thought. If I'm paying for a fucking service that is already sorted through my taxes, then I want to expect some kind of, like, some show. A bit of pizzazz, yeah. Exactly. So I didn't know. So I'm running over, yeah, and I say to him, why didn't you fucking stop, you idiot? And he was just... Well, he, di- he didn't say anything. He was just kind of stood there. And... I'm amazed he could stand at all. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't all bad. I... I... I let him borrow my phone so he could call the emergency services. Okay, that's good. Either. I mean, calls aren't cheap. So, I mean, he gave me the 40p um, for the use of my phone. Um, I thought that was generous enough. And they came and they kind of moved the, the lorry. And, yeah, I mean, after that, I just found every week he was a bit off with me. And when you say a bit off, yeah, like you say, he wouldn't spewing your my... rubbish all over the lawn, putting, through, putting the bin through your windscreen each week. And, like, I've... I've not found any other place for that rubbish. It's been piling up in my house for five years. I've been taking to eating the the peels of bananas and like plastic Tupperware just so I can make room to live in. Mm, you shouldn't be eating all that Tupperware. No. I mean, a bit every now and then is fine. Maybe I should just like try and throw it back in the the, the bin lorry again. I don't know. You see, uh, normal situations, I'd call the council, but mm. they're an independent firm. They can do what they like. That's it. Yeah. That's where they get you. Yeah. Maybe you should stop uh, paying for the service. But like you say, it's an independent business. You want to support those. Yeah, exactly. And like everyone else in the street kind of pays for the service. I don't want to seem like the only one, the the only stingy one not bothering. Yeah. Stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do you want to have another go at saying the name of the person who we covered this week? Yeah, well, we're at the end of the episode. So if if I don't get it right now, then... No. Um... Kong. Fuck. Did you say Kong? I did say Kong. Like King Kong? Yeah, like King Kong. Um, no, it's... it's You got the king bit, I'm just, but you didn't actually even say the word king, did you? Was he an English monarch? Kong? King Kong. No, I don't... Um, I don't know, actually. I don't, we'll do a bit of research on that. Yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, silence for a second. Um... King, yeah. Hen, Hen, Henry, Henry. What's funny is you had no problem saying this bit earlier. It was just the end, the yeah, but, the title. Yeah, but there's all the spotlights on me now. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you got King Henry. The. Yeah. Sixth. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Oh. Oh, very good. You're editing this episode. Maybe you can uh, edit in a little round of applause for yourself. Oh, I will do now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I've got nothing more to say on on the subject of King Henry VI other than were I to be uh, a saint and have these kind of earthly powers and and could basically haunt people Mm. and, you know, exact power upon the world from beyond the grave, I would haunt the comedic actor David Spade. Really? David Spade? I think he's incredibly annoying. I've never enjoyed any time that he's ever been on a silver 
or small screen. And uh, yeah, I just basically sort of drive him to the brink of insanity. By what? Would you be doing the same thing, blinding him and giving a headache, or would I'd you start with that? Yeah, I'd start with that. Oh, yeah. bloody hell! Start with that. Well, where would you go then? I, uh, you know, uh, people have those socks that say Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Usually, they've got seven pairs, and they've got the days of the week on them. Usually, yeah. I would just sort of like um, make sure they all, some of them get lost. Not all of them, though. Just some of them. Ooh, that's cruel. I know. Like an odd number. So he he would have to have like Tuesday and Wednesday on the same day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Devious. Yeah, no, I know. I think actually, even as I say it, it seems a bit too much. But well, uh, if you really want to kick him while he's down, you don't want him to be blind for that. No, okay. You want him to see that he's wearing. Well, odd maybe socks. I'll restore his sight just back just for that. He can have it back for a period of four to eight months, and mm. then I'll take it away again. But then he knows for the rest of his life about the socks. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I was going to say to sort of round off Henry the Sixth. No, yeah, well, that's yeah, a beautiful way to <laughs> to wrap that up. Mm, okay. Well, we'll just say um, you can catch us uh, on the internets, on the social medias, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, we're on all that. Twitter, you can get us at Mailbox Rogues. On Facebook, you can get us if you just type in the Mailbox Rogues Gallery podcast. I'm sure you'll find us. Email mailboxrogesgallery at gmail.com. That's correct. And you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes and youtube and while you're on itunes if you could leave us a review and a rating the review essentially helps to get the podcast out there a bit more and possibly increase the audience which is what we want boost us give us a boost boost us and similarly if you want to let us know maybe by email or by by tweeting then you can do and if you have some advice for us with the well, my Binman situation. Yeah, I mean, that is really tragic, the situation you're in there. And I think if anybody has got any ideas, maybe you are a bin man. Maybe you're a bin man. Not you. I'm now I'm looking oh. at you making eye contact. Yeah. But I'm talking to the audience. Maybe you, audience member, you're a bin man. And maybe you'd like to let us know how you feel about the situation. Maybe you're even the bin man in mm. question. You know, like if we if we could hash this out in this fortnightly podcast as a form of entertainment, but also some kind of uh, way to patch things up, then that would be great for everyone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed he gets in touch. I, I hope so. I, I do yeah. hope so. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. Unless you have anything else you want to add about old King Henry VI? No, I'm sick of him. <laughs>